I bitched and moaned about my day. You consoled and supported. We commiserated. Now we're ready to rock. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Welcome back to Rookie Fever. <laughs> I can't even do it. That's so hard. Like... <laughs> Welcome back to Rookie Fever, and I'm here, as always, with the Feverish Fenero. Episode 276, Feverish. Hi, Swags. <laughs> How's that for energy? That How was a that ton of energy? energy. That was a ton of energy. I think I think, uh, I think. think that'll really get some people talking. That, that started in super hot, dude. No disrespect to historical events, but did you feel like Pearl Harbor was just bombed? Oh, absolutely. Like, did that... Did that Yes, it had that effect like, on me. Oh God, what's he gonna say? Yes, it absolutely had that effect on me. I was. They might I was have not shaking. even thought you were here, <laughs> but I am here as always with the feverish Fenero. How the hell are you? Pretty good, man. Uh, rookie news is trickling in. Uh, we had ten teams uh, have rookies report to camp Monday and Tuesday this week. So hopefully, hopefully next week we can mix in some rookie news. Um, the only the only stuff I'm seeing is uh, you know some uh, some injuries that could affect our rookies. But we could talk about that next week. The Michael Thomas news doesn't. <laughs> I don't know what that dude just doesn't want to play football. Then we got Kenyon Drake and uh, even even uh, even our boy uh, Bellinger over the Giants is on the pop now. So we got the uh, we got some stuff happening. Uh, it's affecting the rookies a little bit here and there. But I think next week we'll have even more. Yeah, and and we'll talk about what that means. Like the pop list, it doesn't always mean they're not going to play. Yeah, week one, it's just a safety precaution. You just don't want to see protection. rookies miss training camp at all. You don't. You know, you I mean, that's just that's not good. Nope, I agree. Feverish, super quick before we jump into this show, we're going to get to some, a little bit of like the cheaper freebie type guys, maybe some guys that are even on waiver wires that could maybe help your dynasty teams this year, if not some good guys to stash. But I got an issue. Mm, what's up? I took my phone case off of my iPhone. I've got a naked iPhone right now. Naked iPhones are sexy though. Dude, it's they, so much better, isn't they're it? They're so sexy. Yeah. They they it's weigh like, they oh, weigh wow. half as much. They're sleek. They fit in your they, pocket better. I'm a, yeah. I, I pocket my phone. Yeah. Still the same, like I feel <laughs> like I'm counting the days. Cause I, I've dropped my phone when it's <laughs> oh, in the yeah. case. And now it's even like you said, it's sleek, it's sexy. Mm-hmm. It, sleek and sexy doesn't always want to be a part of Swagzilla Zero G's life. But you're also, by being naked, you're vulnerable, you know? It's vulnerable right now. So I was with my kid, and I was like, dude, I think I'm going to order the Rookie Fever iPhone case. Nice. Why the heck not? Right. Hop on Store Envy or or Teespring. It's where at Teespring. Teespring, Uh, yes, Teespring. In the the show description. So I hop on there. Very fair price, by the way. I think they're like 16 or 17 bucks. What? And he's like, yeah, that's not for me. It's a little extra. But I could see you having it. <laughs> it's a little extra. I would really be offended by, but it's okay for you. But it's okay for you. 
What does that even mean? Did you ask? Well, he's super nice. So he probably didn't want to hurt my feelings. So maybe you guys could just hit the link, look at the phone case, and tell me what you think. My daughter designed it. He thinks it's a little extra. Should Swagzilla Zero G get that phone case or some more expensive phone case from my local Target or something like that? I mean, I would get it if it had the uh, the breakout logo on it. You know, I like the breakout. Just one? Logo. You want like just one logo? Is that is it a little extra feverish? Is that what you're saying? I have to look at it. I'm like literally yeah, looking it, it up be. right now. You got me because I, I I don't I I dude it I didn't be. even know you added one. It's very exciting. It's a little extra. <laughs> you agree with him then? Well, that's just him. Oh, okay, so you do not agree. Got you. Uh oh, I see it. Yep. It's. Uh, Oh, it's, um... Oh, wow. This is it, live on tape, guys. That reaction was... It's, it's um... Uh, oh, it, ah, oh, it, it, ah, it's, it's may It's maybe a little extra? So, Fenero's like, it might be for you, Swags, but I, it's not I, for me. I, I think it's a little extra, but... But I dig it, nonetheless. So, maybe I'm also in the same camp as you. Maybe it's okay for me as well. Yeah, and when I, I set my phone down, I mean, you can show up to your rookie drafts with that rookie fever... So I got to describe the case since I'm the one looking at it and I had a reaction. None link, of our listeners. The- <laughs> but, but, but if you check it out, just you'll have to check it out because I'm not going to describe it well, but it has, it does have the rookie fever breakout logo, which is the waveform breaking out of the logo into an audio form. I love that. And of course it does also have nothing's in a vacuum on there as well. Plus <laughs> this is where it starts <laughs> to get a little extra, but <laughs> plus we have the got rookie fever logo which is like the got milk one that's in various colors (laughs) and then just any color and then just to give it a little extra pizzazz there's little tiny (laughs) yes yes so there's there's a lot going on and uh just like there's a lot going on when you listen to the show so yeah it's a little extra i guess guess maybe it's a little extra little extra speaking of extra one extra spot in our campus to Canton League, and we can kick that shit off. What are you waiting for? We're waiting for you. I would feel pretty special if I'm the person that was the last person. You're like, hey, I'm finally here. (laughs) (laughs) I would feel pretty special if I'm the one that basically, because I joined, I kicked off the league. Like, that would make me feel pretty good. I would want to join just for that reason alone. We're waiting for you. Go over to campus to Canton. Who is this person? Use code FEVER. Save some cash. Get in a league with us. I'm leaning on Fenero. Prizes to come. Mm. First I've heard of this. Actually, it's not, but first our listeners maybe have heard of that. Get in the damn league. <laughs> you had very di- you had very different tactics there. There was there was there was shame tactic involved in there. I tried to like pump they them up a little they bit. They're like, oh man, what? They are just, waiting for me. Like, you oh just, my God. You just jumped like, in and Ma robbed them. Sounds yes. <laughs> Do your thing. Come join our league. Damn it! It's it's the first official. Like we've had like a best ball league. Yeah. We've done some. This will be the first one we draft. It's yep. The first official yep. rookie fever dynasty league of any type. For the Absolutely. This is the only place we've talked about it still, and I'm kind of glad about that. So, again, we – well, we did push it on Twitter one time now. Yeah, one time. Gentle. Yep. So, cheese and rice. <laughs> we have a show to get to. I guess so. I feel like I need more music now. Like, we have a show to get to. Like, <laughs> ACDC or something. 
something. Holy cow. Something. You're allowed to play up to 30 seconds. So I've been informed I'm not allowed to talk about tight ends tonight. <laughs> That's not exactly how it went down, but. <laughs> Sounded better. <laughs> All right. I, I, I'm going to kick this off then if you're not going to. All right. Do it. I have a guy that, like, it's so hard, but. I'm this like again. This guy for me is kind of more of a stash. I don't know if he's going to help you this year. I don't know, but I, I want to explain why I want you to go get Carson Strong on your Superflex Dynasty teams if you can. It's because Gardner Minshew is too damn good for that team. At some point in this season, either Jalen Hurts is going to get hurt. Honestly, with his running style, that's a run. It's not a. It's sure, not a. Sure. Not a play on words to the player or anything like that. Right. And Strong is immediately the number two, or Gardner's traded, and Carson Strong is immediately the number two. Hmm. And maybe gets a shot at some point to see what he's got. I'm not so sold on Jalen Hurts like the rest of the world, and I'm not so sold on the fact that Gardner Minshew's going to be there all season long. Shoot, Josh Rosen might get a chance (laughs) in the league, you know? So anything could happen with Gardner. Another thing... Shout out to Superflex dude, John Hogue. We were having this conversation about Gardner because I told him Gardner was my last pick in the Scott Fishbowl. There's not a lot of backups as good as Gardner Minshew in this league. And that should scare some Jalen Hurts teams a little bit. Honestly, that if it doesn't go as well as you perceive it to go just because he's, you're getting fantasy points, they can turn to Gardner Minshew, who's proven he can win in this league. And he actually did it for them last year. Gardner Minshew is going to play this year. This isn't about Gardner Minshew. It's about the the possibility of Hurts either getting hurt or Gardner Minshew traded. Carson Strong immediately moving up to that number two spot, and then maybe some more throughout the season and future. And in all cheap, nothing special here. Yeah, in all fairness, two swags. Anybody that we're going to talk about tonight pretty much needs to paint some sort of picture to play, right? So you're going to have to create narratives for sure. Yeah, Gardner Minshew paintbrushes. Yeah, and Gardner Minshew played last year, so <laughs> like yeah. you said, I'm gonna you know, if, this up. Yeah, you don't need like three dominoes to fall over to make this happen, but maybe two bigger ones. But still, Carson Strong's on the yes, team. Things things need to happen. Yeah, things need exactly. to happen in all these scenarios. And, you know, that's <laughs> how I felt about Gardner being my last pick in the Scott Fishbowl sure. yeah. is because I wanted something that could maybe happen before the season. And maybe, and Gardner maybe gets traded, maybe a Jalen Hurts injury in preseason or camp. You never know. And then I have a starting quarterback in the Scott Fishbowl with my last pick. Some of the other things I could feel like something might happen throughout the season, but I'll wor- I was just, for me, I was going to worry about those later. And I just want to take a shot at something that could maybe happen before those first Scott Fishbowl waivers hit. That was my, how yep. I ended it. And my, I ended it with a rookie. Khalil Shakir. And I painted a picture in my mind that A, Khalil Shakir is on a great mention for the show, by the, the Buffalo way. Bills, yes. Yeah. I drafted nine rookies on my Scott Fishbowl team. I don't know if that's the uh, secret to success, but nonetheless nine. the reason yes, the reason I did this was um not just to stay on brand, but also um I was going for upside. Uh this is my fifth Scott Fishbowl. And I've played all the seasons, made three out of four of the playoffs. Uh, 
safe, like just to make the playoffs. That's what I played for. So I tried real hard this season to take more risks, do things I wouldn't normally do. And I don't need nine rookies to hit. I don't need anywhere near nine rookies to hit. And and a, a decent amount of those were running backs. And that's what I'm going to kind of feature on tonight's show with these long shots. I think that the running backs and wide receivers versus the tight ends that could, got kicked off of this show and on to maybe next week um, are like your your better bets to to possibly see something happening as soon as this year. So, I mean, what if, what if Jameis Crowder... You know, like what if what if Khalil Shakir, just because he's young and his speed and his versatility, beats out James Crowder, and then I have I have the third wide receiver on the Bills as a yeah. last pick in the freaking Scott Fishbowl. That's a yeah. win right there. I'll take that. That could be a bye week replacement guy. Like that's yeah. <laughs> nine out of ten times, maybe ninety nine out of a hundred. That last pick is getting is your first one that's going to get like thrown to the waiver wire when you pick up the next guy. I don't know. I thought it was a fun pick. I, I love the mention of the Scott Fishbowl there, though, and what you did with your second half mm-hmm. of the draft. Kind of, it just kind of took some dart throws, and like you said, like you're going twenty two rounds in a redraft yeah. league. That's mm-hmm. a lot. It is a lot. You've you've already established a lot of your starters by that second half of your draft and and you just need some of those guys to hit and that's kind of like why like to explain my process and you're kind of helping me to be honest with you a little bit when i enter the scott fishbowl draft that's kind of like also how i feel about when i'm doing my wide receivers yes. it's just kind of like i don't need them all to hit i just yep. need three or four of my seven or eight at the end of the draft to hit really and that's all i'm looking for mm-hmm. so yeah i love that so one of my dudes is a running back. Uh, this is somebody that I have uh, tried to get on waivers. He's he's creeping into those who have a fifth-round rookie draft or late fourth. He's creeping into there, that area. But I was able to get him on waivers in some early rookie drafts. Um, I'm going to ask the listeners real quick, Swags, you can, you can guess as well. But um, does any of our listeners know who led the NCAA in yards per carry? In the 2021 season, yards per carry. Who led all NCAA? It was a Kenneth Walker. Nope. Brees Hall. Nope. It was this guy out of Oklahoma, Kennedy Brooks of the Philadelphia Eagles. I brought him up in a fair for me to say the answer, <laughs> given that I was looking. Well, that's why I didn't give you a chance. That's why I said the listeners, because you kind of have a little like cheat sheet. And and I'm ch- really smart. <laughs> um, five eleven, two hundred nine pounds. Like I said. He didn't do this. He didn't do that yards per carry in some small school like, uh, I don't know, Sacred Heart where Julius Chestnut plays. He did this at Oklahoma sooner. So he's playing like real defenses. Um, and I also think that for me, I know we have a lot of bodies in front of him, but that's why I kind of been focused on this running back position. We all know, man, like look what happened to Baltimore last year, right? I know that's an, that's an extreme, but we know that running backs do ha- do get hurt. Like they're, they're through most of the, and then also too, all the people who say, Oh, I don't like Miles Sanders. It's running back by committee there. Like they're just going to rotate their backs. Well, if you think that's true, then you have to like Kennedy Brooks because. If you really think that that's what's going to happen, he's the youngest back on this team. Like I said, led the NCAA in, in, in yards per carry. And we got Sanders, who literally sneezes and his ankles bothering him. Boston Scott, who barely made the team last year. And Kenneth Gainwell, who's not a three-down back. We know that right now. He's not. So, I don't know, man. If, you, if you're going to be down on Sanders and you know running backs get hurt the way they get hurt, 
don't know. Kennedy Brooks, one of the highest paid UDFAs in the league, right next to your boy, Carson Strong. So that's two Eagles next in a row. But, uh, I had to, I had to bring up Kennedy Brooks again. It's been, so it's been a month and a half. Drop CJ Uzuma, pick up Kennedy Brooks. There you go. That's easy. Uh, I'm definitely. probably the only one that has, has CJ Uzuma. Uzuma. Well, who the hell would <laughs> own him? <laughs> I, 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 he he had a nice little season with the Bengals. So, what's last year. your success rate, Ben? Because when you started this, you said you've been trying to acquire him. Like, has he been free? Has he been there for you? Have you been able to add him to most of the teams that early rookie to? drafts? So, the rookie drafts that were like in early May, I was able to scoop him up off of waivers and not have to draft him. Then I had to draft him, but so what? Fourth round. Mm-hmm. So, I probably have him on. I'm going to call it forty percent of teams. That's still a high number. Mm-hmm. Him and and somebody you're going to mention are my two highest owned. Um, I'm going to save that one for you. But there's a guy that uh, a wide receiver on your list that I probably own on sixty percent of my teams. Uh, he's on both of our Scott Fishbowl teams as well. I notice <laughs> that's Romeo Dobbs. Yes, yes. I thought that was a fun pick. Dude, this this is a fourth round pick. Like for some reason, he's like being like treated like a fifth, sixth, or seventh round pick. Like like Romeo Dobbs, because of Christian Watson, can't be a thing. It's very strange to me that he's not quite getting it. Did you also notice um I don't know, I kinda noticed, but I maybe it's stupid. It's 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 a it's certainly a non football thing, but he's wearing eighty seven, Jordy Nelson's number. I thought that was kind of interesting too. Like I don't know. There's like, there's narratives that just can't write themselves on paper. They just kind of have to happen. And I could see a world where Watson struggles to earn <laughs> Rogers trust a little bit. And that just squeaks in Dobbs in there just a little bit more. Cause Dobbs is also a vertical threat and he's coming in way more seasoned, meaning like crisper routes, all of it. Like he just, he just might be more reliable. It doesn't matter. Christian Watson could be, you know, could be good next year. Like I, I just think that there just might be this little, marination period for Watson and I think it's going to be more more of a marination period than most people want but I also think that 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 Dobbs might wind up being a sneaky pick and and Rodgers might be digging him a little bit and and I wanted him and Scott Fish to have some fun add the rookie to my list yeah and he's one of those players you've been able to add late in rookie drafts I got him in a couple Devi rookie drafts he's he's dirt cheap because everybody's like kind of looking to Christian Watson, and I agree with you. And when he talks, he's very mature. I, I like watching his interviews. Seems like he's got it between the ears to me. I'm really. I feel like at some point I'm gonna just completely dobs out this season. I think that we're coming into a time with NFL rules and how the passing is in the NFL that we're gonna see more and more fourth round wide receivers be viable in the way not not necessarily in the way that we saw Amon last year but I think that that's going to become a little bit more common I think that the the landscape is going to change a little bit and it's people you're not going to hear that in the language quite as much like well he's a fourth round wide receiver this Mm -hmm. is talking a few years out but I think Mm -hmm. that we're going to see it more and more often to where we trust that a little bit more well, I think there's a correlation too, right? Like Justin Jefferson comes out two years ago, Chase comes out this year. So, so basically what's happening and, and all the Debbie people have been telling us this for a couple of years now is that the influx of wide receivers into the league is going to be like the, it's going to be bigger than it's ever been. So what does that do? It pushes good wide receivers down to the fourth round. Yeah. 
Yep. So I'm excited. I don't have any Christian Watson. I have a decent amount of Romeo Dobbs, and a lot of it's because of price. But yeah. I really feel sort of good about it, man. Like, sort of is such a awful word to th- like. I feel sort of good about it. Like, go get <laughs> Romeo Dobbs. Um, back to Pearl Harbor. <laughs> you want another running back? Yeah, this is a running back I don't I don't believe I've ever mentioned on this show, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, and I feel like you might get on board with me a little bit, Swags, because I know you're not the biggest Ceh fan. Uh, over there in Kansas City, he's a seventh rounder out of Rutgers. I like the size, five ten, two hundred sixteen pounds. I'm not going to put a guy on my list that's, that's not they they need to, they need to be the right size. He's he's not huge, but he's he's the right size. He's the right size. Daryl Williams leaves. So we got a little bit of space, a little bit of room. He can kind of uh, walk around into that into that running back room a little bit. I think he fits that Andy Reid offense style because he's all speed, dude. He ran the fastest 40 of any running back at the combine for a 4-3-7. So he is kind of an Andy Reid kind of dude. Uh, just going to quote Lance Zerline, which I seem to do a lot, by the way. Um, <laughs> when he scouted Pacheco, he said that he has rapid fire feet and described him as a running back who plays the game. I just like this line who plays a game like a race car with no brakes. Yeah. So Isaiah Pacheco. It sounds like he's going to make the 53 as well. I think he will. He's good on yep. special teams. Mm-hmm. Even yep. rumblings of cutting Ronald Jones. Ooh, I didn't hear that. I don't know how I feel about that. I think that's more like beat. Yeah, it probably and is. <laughs> people wanting to still find ways to ramp up Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> I, I really do. And I, I think it's possible. Clyde Edwards Alaire is just fine as soon as you realize that, that he's more of an RB2, which we, we need lots of those in this game. More than 12. And that's all we have. So, you know what I mean, though? So, I think Clyde Edwards Lair is just fine. I'm not, I don't yep. even, you know, now that it's, but there's still some that are still trying to push it up a little bit, you know, and find yeah. reasons to. And man, yep. Ronald Jones, I'll tell you what, he did not make me feel better about Clyde Edwards Lair, quite honestly. <laughs> no. So, did we both get Dobbs in the same round, did you say, or, or, or did you get him cheaper than I did? I'd have to look again. I think we yeah. got him on the same turn because we both picked at the 12 spot. Right. I think we might have both got him on the same turn. but Oh, that's crazy. Not, which is kind of the same spot, quite honestestly, because you're choosing yeah. between two people there. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to count that as the same. Yeah. I'm just curious. I know I drafted second. I know I drafted Spiller and Pierce before they should have gone, but I did it. My list is short tonight, but I, I did want to mention my It's because you have so many tight ends on your list. Oh, <laughs> It's like 15 tight end. No, I'm kidding. It's not 15 tight end. I got to weed through your garden before you get there. I like like some of your tight ends. Some of those tight ends are in my garden. We can talk about those later. But I want to talk about Sue Connor again. Just again, because I'm finding him on waivers. So you might be able to as well, whether you believe me or not, you know, just look at your team and you're probably like, yeah, this like this guy's not even on a team right now. Like I'm literally waiting for him to sign. Snoop Connor is he has a chance at some early work in, throughout the season and I think throughout the whole entire year depending on how all the injuries to the players shake out because he is the only one starting the season like without a fresh injury so and I know ETN's like going to be healthy this is all shade aside like just the situations there's three running backs on the team and he's one of them the other two are coming off injuries Snoop yeah Connor actually is free. dude 
all the running backs I've talked about so far are vying for that third spot. Yeah. So, so there you go. You, I just got done also saying that that these guys, the two that I've mentioned anyway, they're well, Pacheco maybe, but the, the, the Snoop is more available, and I think we can say right now he's the RB three. Yeah, that's valuable. Yep. So I'm not going to go into it a lot because I, I think I have somehow every week <laughs> snuck that in there every week. But I yeah. do think that he fits this show. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, I didn't get him in the Scott Fishbowl. Because somebody smart got him. <laughs> Shout out to them. You waited too long, I suppose. There's some savvy people. Another person like that I know isn't on your list, so I'm going to throw out there, and I don't quite think he fits the show, but I did want to mention again, is Hassan Haskins. Mm. He is rostered in your league, I'm oh, yeah, quite definitely. sure. The problem I've found with him is people like him. <laughs> He's so on my he's on my it, Scott Fishbowl team. He's one of my nine. Not really a prop, dude. I was in the Michigan League. <laughs> we had a lot of gold blue in there. So okay. he, I forget right. where he went, but he went pretty early for me. Gotcha. Um, but I have I had a lot of time prying him from teams when I go to try to acquire him in a trade. It gets to that point where they're just like, nope, I like him because of this, and you're like, damn it, I don't <laughs> even know what to say because I like him because of all of that too. <laughs> I I got him as a throwing in a trade. Nice. That, that's that, probably the angle you have to take, right? That's the one The one I was telling you about with uh, Wentz for Fields. It obviously wasn't Wentz for Fields, guys. It was twenty my 2023 20, first, which is the all-coveted 2023 first. I gave that up and Wentz. And <clears throat> I wasn't ready to pull the pull the core, but it, it's, you were the one that urged me. So I was like, well, why don't you just push him a little further? I got I got Tolbert and Haskins added into that. Then I did it. Yeah. I, I traded away a, shade, a share of uh, Mr. Justin Fields today. Is that the one where you got uh, Swift? I got Swift. <laughs> you sound happy about I got it. Swift. <laughs> Don't have any of him, you know. Always trying to diversify. <laughs> yeah, you're very diverse in that category. Yes, <laughs> clearly. I uh, gave away Justin Fields and David Montgomery, and I got a 2024 second and DeAndre Swift. Mm, you paid. I have five starting quarterbacks. This team is trading a lot. I really wanted. Yeah. To make a move. Haskins was my 19th round pick in Scott Fish. Romeo Dubs is 20. Oh, okay. Let me look at mine. <laughs> what, uh, who else you got? I also have, <clears throat> and I brought this gentleman up before. Did you say 20? Like 20? Round 20. 2012, yeah. That's yeah. where I took uh, Dobbs as well. That's uh, there you go. So, yeah. yep. And Haskins, I got the, the round before. So, uh, Abram Smith brought him up on this show before. He is on the New Orleans Saints, five foot eleven, two hundred twenty-one pounds. Uh, actually, switched, uh, which I don't normally love to be quite honest, but switched from running back to linebacker as a junior at Baylor in twenty twenty. Uh, coaching staff has said it kind of worked for him because ever since then he became one hell of a tough son of a bitch. The dude, literally, I love this dude. <laughs> this is a quote coming from Abram Smith, and this makes me like him. You know, my mom always told me to be the hammer and not the nail. So I just love imposing my will or dropping my shoulder on a defensive back or linebacker. I can make people miss, but I still feel more comfortable when I'm running somebody over. Ah. Yeah. Ah, I love it. And Kamara could miss some time. So you've got Mark Ingram. Yep. Tony Jones is on the on the depth chart ahead of him, but he's a UDFA, missed some time due to injuries, only has 57 carries in his career. And then we have Mark Ingram at 32. I don't know. 
I don't know. How do you feel about Mark Ingram at 32 <sighs> if Kamara misses six games? I like him for as long as he can stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I do. Be, yeah. yeah. He's cheap as hell. So I definitely yeah. like him as long as he can stay healthy. I'm I'm greatly concerned about that, though. Yeah. It might be it might be unfair, but but thirty two is is definitely an old. I mean, Frank Gore can do it, but not many others. Well, can. I mean, thirty two is up there, man. And I apologize to the listeners. We keep bringing this up for examples, but in my Scott Fishbowl, <laughs> Abraham Smith went before Mark Ingram. Wow, that's and I would probably no, take Mark no. Ingram first. I would absolutely take Mark Ingram first. A little bit of rookie fever, though. I love it. Yeah, like we talked about at the head of the show, we're going to need a couple things, maybe more than a couple things for Abram to get a, a run. I, I think there's honestly a better chance that Alvin Kamara is dealing with this legal situation next year. I think the only reason that it pushes it possibly into this year is the video exists. Um, but I don't know, man. Like I, I, yeah, I, I'll go Mark Ingram all day over Abram in, in Scott Fish. Yes. Right. Redraft. Yeah, I can't. I can't play with that. I'm going to have to drop Abram Smith in three weeks. Like, I'm not doing that. I love that Mark Ingram went back to the Saints. And I do, too. That he's I do, too. likely going to hang it up there. Yeah, I love that, too. I hope he can hang it up with a little bit of pride, though. I hope it's not like a, you know, like Injury a fake retirement party. Like yeah, that, that would be sucky. Yeah, I agree. Like, we often call backfields that can have, like, a killer combo, the Kamara-Ingram backfield. Like, we'll use that scenario so often in fantasy football because just how great those two were for a couple right. of years. They were both RB ones. Yeah, it was year. it was it was truly unbelievable. Yeah, and they were great for each other. Isaiah Spiller, Eckler. That's possible. We'll see. Well, actually, dude, that's not that's not craziness. If Spiller is a little faster, I would like it. But but Ingram's not fast. I don't hate it. See, that's what I mean. Like we make comparison to those two all the time because I think we just miss it. To be honest, we miss it. That was that was freaking exciting as shit for fantasy football and even real football. That made that team great to have yeah. a one-two punch like that. It was like a one-one punch. Kamara wasn't super pricey then either, honestly. Like going into the season. Oh no, definitely. Like honestly, yeah. like because Peter- Peterson was on that team then. Wow, that's right. Yeah, remember Peterson on the sa- sidelines being all pissed because he got pulled off the field. Like he was angry. Yep. Those are some of the best gifts in the world. He was AP. pissed, big eyed. He's like, "Oh, you can't shake me off that field." We know that now. The Saints knew it then. Who else do you have, Finero? I got another RB. You want another RB? This one's tough. I want to hear it. (laughs) I brought up Tyler Goodson before. UDFA again. Now, this is what I don't like. This is is on the cusp of too small for me. 5'9", 197 pounds. Uh, We all know Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are slotted as the top two backs, but there's a clear-cut battle for three. Clear cut. Like I don't I don't know if anybody listening right now can just jump up and say that person's the three. Maybe some people who loved Kylan Hill last year are gonna say I still believe in Kylan Hill. I think there's probably some Kylan Hill truthers out there. But he was injured mid season and he's maybe not even likely to be ready to start this season as he continues to rehab that knee. Patrick Taylor jumped in when Hill got hurt, but he was kind of like meh. And then we have undrafted free agents, B.J. Baylor. And I didn't even know who B.J. Baylor was until I looked it up. And Tyler Goodson. So I think Tyler Goodson, just like anybody else that I just mentioned, has a legitimate shot as the RB3. And RB3 on Green Bay. I'll take it. I'll take it. And we said at RB3, even on the Jaguars, was exciting. So I'll take an RB3 on, on, uh, on Green Bay. And another reason I'll take him is, again, we see an injury to Jones. 
It's not going to be a don't don't think it's going to be AJ Dillon as much as people want it to be AJ Dillon 100%. There's going to be another back and Tyler Goodson does fit that mold to to help as a third down back there. So anyway, and every 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 story has a narrative. The narrative involves many dominoes falling over, including somebody getting hurt and him winning the the three spot. But I like him on Green Bay, and like I said, I think it's wide open at the three. So we need an injury, and he needs to win the job. So we'll see. And an injury on any running back isn't out of the question. Oh hell no! So whenever we say that, like we definitely do not cheer for injuries, but. I mean, it happens. It happens. It's a reality. Yeah, yeah. It just it just happens. And it's 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 more gobble up. Yeah, it's more unlikely that a running back can finish the whole season without being injured or missing time. Like that's that's actually more rare than the other way around. So yeah, and if you have these players now for free, right? Before but it's way people free, are dude. trying to spend waivers on them, or they're hitting yeah. their leagues and put them in the search engine, and they're like. Why does he have James Robinson in all of these leagues? And then you have an asset that people want because they just you just wrecked their brain by already having it rostered. Just get ahead of it a little bit on some of these guys. All these guys, even like Finero said about his Scott Fishbowl team, aren't going to hit, but no. they're they're free. You know, like yes, you're not going to go drop Miles Sanders for the third or fourth string Philadelphia running back. But, man, what if he gets a shot? Right. Exactly. Finero, I'm super jealous about your Philadelphia meetup. Oh, that was a good time. Definitely. Yeah. Michael Bowers, Brandon Lejeune, little uh, Shane Manila. Uh, we're all fairly Just local. Little Shane. Yep, little Shane Manila. I said all little Shane Manila. Like, we mixed him in like a small ingredient. Um, he's probably not small. I actually don't know how like big he is. Like Tiny Tim, but it's little Shane. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time, dude. It was uh, it was like kind of a lunch meetup, and uh, and uh, they're um, oh, well. Everybody knows Brandon Lejeune is all 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 debbied up, and uh, we did a lot of talking about campus to Canton and college players and strategy, and so yeah, that was a nice little powwow. Plus, we just had a lot of fun. Nice. Just thought we'd shout those guys out really quick before we get out of here. Yeah, man. What else? We're gonna do, do you it have? again soon. We're gonna definitely do it again soon. Uh, I mean, I guess the only, the only thing that I found even slightly interesting was the rookie news that came out from The Athletic, Matt Burrows, who wrote that if the season was to begin today, like granted, it's freaking July, but it's almost August. So it's uh, today, though, he's right about that. Yeah. That Jeff Wilson would back up Elijah Mitchell. And I just thought that that was a little, like, too familiar for me, meaning, like, the whole, like, Davis Price situation where there's a lot of people that are excited about Terry and Davis Price, just like we had a lot of people excited about a running back last year. And uh, I found that a little interesting and a little off-putting. Now, I don't own any Tyrion Davis Price, but I started to become a little like remorseful about that. Like I actually kind of wish I had a little bit, but I just avoid New England and I avoid San Francisco. And I think nine times out of 10, I'm better off for it to be quite honest. But I thought that was a little, I wouldn't want to hear that. There's a few weeks that you wish you had one of those guys though. Yeah. A few weeks. Correct. That you wish you had one of them. Yep. Yep. And then there's a few other weeks that you wish you had the other one. (laughs) And then there's a couple weeks where you wish you didn't have any of them. So there's a few weeks you're going to be right, and there's a few weeks you're going to be wrong. Right. 
And yeah, I, I agree. I just don't know if I want those guys on my teams, you know, like uh, not at the frustrating. price that like Elijah Mitchell is today even. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree. He's yeah. going into the season as the RB1 on the team, but even somebody like him, like those are the guys I just like, yeah, I don't want on my team, you know, like, yeah. is he going to have a healthy season? Is he going to be always in and out because of his injury history and what what he's nursing, you know, somebody like Elijah Mitchell never had like a hit that ended any of his games or anything. It was just always banged up. He's got that least Frank, you know, Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. Get ready, guys. This is going to be fun. I think if Elijah Mitchell can stay healthy, and he wasn't able to do it last year, but if he was able to stay healthy, this if any of this Jeff Wilson news is even remotely possible. You might be able to if you still like if you still like Davis Price mid season or three quarters of the way through, you might get him a lot cheaper. <laughs> like I said I was remorseful. Oh well, if I'm remorseful enough, maybe if I need some running backs on one team, I might be able to get him real cheap. But I'll tell you what, if they ain't cheap, I don't want them. Panero, and I'm gonna get dirty and just say, screw all of that and just go get Trey Sermon. Yeah, we wanna talk about cheap. And honestly, yeah, let's just get dirty, get dirt cheap, <laughs> go get Trey Sermon. I don't think the team's absolutely done with him. I think he's had a good attitude through this, and I don't think Shanahan is going to just overlook that either. He was still the the higher draft capital. He hasn't quit on the team. I don't think he's going to get cut. Been with the team for a whole year where Bryce has not. Yep. So, and again, like, kind of true to the show, dirt cheap. If it doesn't work out, like, he's he's probably a roster clog at that point. Right, right. We're not telling you to go get him. He's probably a throw-in, but I bet he's cheaper and easier to acquire than Hassan Haskins. <laughs> You're right, though. All this backfield talk in San Francisco did make me feel dirty. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. I go take I a feel- shower now, Fenero. Yeah, I, I, that was a rough way to end the show. <laughs> shower off. <laughs> I do need a shower. Go over to DynastyNerds.com. Put in code fever Save that 15%. lets them know that you sent that we sent you. You should send us there after you go there <laughs> and tell us what tools you have used that we haven't talked about that we may be missing out on. But you cannot do that without going over to DynastyNerds.com and putting in code fever, saving 15% on all packages, including monthly rates, right? Yep, including that. Holy cow. We did it again. 276. 300 right around the corner. This has been another Rookie Fever show with the Feverish Fenero that is at Artvog TV and at Swagzilla Zero G, and we're signing off for here, for always, at Rookie Fever, and we are out.
got the one-on-one scouting is never done this stupid throw and run I told you anyone size and speed just unreal landing spot not ideal wait what's this breakout ain't full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet she felt the same when he put his arms around her he said Julie baby you're my flame cloud give a fever when we kiss it fever without blaming you fever Now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and he got the fever. No cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever. Thank God for the fever. Thank God for the fever.